Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the laughter. <laughs> the heroes. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go Ghostbusters. And the honesty. What's up, Norm? My nipples. It's freezing out there. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your old pal, Spearsy. And Brad in LA. And today, just in time for Valentine's Day, we honor the... What? This can't be right. Hang on, hang on. Let me check the notes. Hmm, it says here we honor the heartthrobs of the 80s? Bogus. Stuck in the 80s is now listener-supported through Patreon. Get access to exclusive content and hang out with us at our Zoom happy hours by joining us for as little as $2 a month. Just head on over to patreon.com slash stuckinthe80spodcast. Joining us today for this unusual trip back into time is our old friend, Jen with one N. Hi, 80s Nation. I heart you. (laughs) (laughs) Also, our new friend, author Tammy Dever. Hey, guys. It's great to be back. So who wants to explain what we're trying to do on this week's podcast? I will. I will. Please. Okay, guys. So as you mentioned, it's almost Valentine's Day, which got me to thinking about all the boys I've loved and would have lost if I ever had them in the first place. But if you're like me and our friend Tammy and ever had a teen beat or tiger beat or bop or 16 magazine or like 5 million of them, then in a way we've all had these 80s heartthrobs and Tammy and I are going to gush all about it. You ready, Tammy? You bet I'm ready. Oh my gosh. We're so excited about this. We chatted a long, long time before we joined the boys here. And let me tell you, I'm just going to say a few names, and I think I think you'll get it right away. Rob Lowe, Matt Dillon, Ralph Macchio, Emilio Estevez, Patrick Swayze. All roads lead to the Outsiders. What's going on, Dale? What's up? We're early. What do you want to do? Nothing legal, man. Let's get out of here. Am I right, Tam? Be still my beating heart. <laughs> so, so okay, Steve promised, and I'm going to hold it to it, Steve, that we're going to do a 100% show about The Outsiders. Yes, I promise. Yay. Oh, yes. When we when we first started talking about this topic, well, Jen suggested it. And I said, okay, talk to Tammy, come up with some names. They came up with a list of approximately oh 75 names. <laughs> so I've asked them. I have begged with them. Please, let's, 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 uh, Let's not name every male from the 80s, but uh, let's break it down into categories. And I thought it'd be a good one to start off with was who would be the ultimate heartthrob back in the 80s, that is. I'm glad you said back in the 80s because it's different now, right, Jen? Oh, absolutely. We will discuss that. Absolutely. Way back then, I was a huge fan of none other than Tom Cruise. Porsche. 
There is no substitute. I had his pictures and his posters on bulletin boards in my dorm room and at work through college and even after college. My gosh, besides the outsiders, of course, Risky Business, Top Gun, born on the 4th of July, and he was actually born on the 3rd. A cocktail, Days of Thunder, I still have that poster in my office, A Few Good Men, come on. He was people's sexiest man alive in 1990. I even married a Tom, although I'm really happy my Tom is much more grounded than post eighties Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tammy, let me ask you this. If you, you named a lot of great movies um, from Tom in the eighties, if you had to say what movie, is, what movie is Tom at his hunkiest, I guess. I, I can't believe I actually said that word, but narrow it down. Give me one Tom. Tom, uh, Top Gun. That's pretty arrogant considering the company you're in. Yes, sir. I like that in the pilot. That's a legitimate choice. Yeah. I mean, come on. He's got a flight suit and then he plays volleyball topless and uh, yeah. Topless. Shirtless. I mean, technically, Shirt- that is topless. Shirtless, yes. <laughs> okay, Jim, what's your pick for the uh, ultimate heartthrob of the 80s back in the 80s? Yes, this is truly back then. But my guy was Tommy Howell. All right. And I loved I loved Tammy when you were saying that Tom Cruise was actually born on the third, because those are the types of important facts that you get to know about your heartthrob from all of the research that you do in those magazines. So let's say so Tommy Howell, actually, his name, his, his screen name is C. Thomas Howell, which, as we know, is because there was someone already named Tommy Howell. Um, in the union. So what does the C stand for? Christopher, of course. And listen, guys, I still know these facts. He grew up in Van Nuys. He loves horses. And his dad was a stuntman. That is information that's going to I'm going to take to my grave. <laughs> so, News you can use. Totally. So Tommy Howell, of course, played Pony Boy in The Outsiders. But you probably remember him first as Michael's friend in E.T. in 1982. And he was only like 13 or 14 when he started in that movie and only 15 when he was in The Outsiders. So as far as I was concerned, I was, I think, nine. So that didn't seem too far out of the range for me (laughs) (laughs) to actually like maybe have a have a deep, meaningful relationship with. Anyway, after that, of course, he did Red Dawn. He did Grandview USA with his fellow outsider, Patrick Swayze, um, Secret Admirer, which you guys is not a good movie. No. Um, it's and then, creepy. It's creepy, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. It's just, it's kind of yucky. But the then best he did part the- of that movie is him stealing the alpha. I like the alpha. Yeah. At the end when he takes the other boyfriend's car. That's the only good part of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. And you have to wait through all of you have to watch yeah, the whole it thing to get it. to it. It ain't worth it. Yeah, agreed. But then he did the Hitcher, which um which is a great sleepover movie, and then Soul Man, where he met one of his wives, Radon Chong. Let's let's take it aside here and let's let's vote on Soul Man here, which I think much appropriately appropriately to this category. I loved Soul Man in the eighties, but I would never say that I loved it now. These are the man it's the cosby decade america loves black people many of the 80s movies of the 80s that we loved you rewatch it and you're like this is all kinds of problematic <laughs> yeah deeply problematic i think it goes at the you know definitely in the category for deeply problematic along with stuff like revenge of the nerds the list yeah. is the list is not not small yeah well, no kidding what 
One thing I wanted to talk about Tommy Hall is that he's been in a bunch of movies and TV shows since then, but never like the height of the outsiders um, or even Red Dawn. And so I, you know, one of the questions that Steve had asked us about our, our crushes here is like, are they still hot? You know, is Ponyboy still gold? Mm. He is not. <laughs> and that's purely subjective, but like, you know, some, so, and we'll talk about this later too. Like some people just age with grace and become somehow hotter, but yeah, I, I loved Tommy at the time, but, but I just at some point lost interest and the posters came down and I mean, he's an attractive older man, but I wouldn't call him hot or hunky or anything like that. I saw him just recently. I'm watching the series Longmire on Netflix. Oh, and he appears in one of the first episodes of the first season. Hmm. And even then, if, when you see him, I'm like, that looks kind of like somebody I know. And I had to look it up and I'm like, sure as hell. It's see Thomas Howe. What, what, what do you think contributes to his non hottiness now? Is it, is it that he's lost kind of the, the, the whimsical youth like look? Yeah, I do. I think he had kind of a baby face before. And as he, I mean, he was, I, I think he, once he hit adulthood, even then, I, I think that started to fade because some people either keep that baby face look or they just, it, it, their face changes so much, they, they become handsome or they don't. And I just think he didn't. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I feel, I feel awful. Like eight-year-old me is like tearing, tearing up my you. phone number and I'm never going to talk to you again. <laughs> Tammy, I forgot to ask you, what, what's your opinion of Tom Cruise today as far as look-wise? Oh, looks wise, he's still hot. I don't know anybody who would say any different. Tommy Howell, I saw a picture of him, a recent picture, and his face was so shaggy. I thought he looked like a homeless guy. <laughs> the, the COVID beard thing is, uh, yeah, that game is maybe a little stronger than it should be right now. Definitely. Can I end this on a high note? Sure. This is something I, le I learned in my research and didn't realize, and I think it's really cool. Um, he was one of the two final actors in the running to play Marty McFly in Back to the Future. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, of course, we all know Eric Stoltz actually started playing him and was replaced by Michael J. Fox. But yeah, I, I didn't know Tommy Howell was one of those those uh, in the running. Wow. I'll, I'll add that to my list of alternate timelines to research when I get access to the simulation controls and we'll run it and see what Back to the Future's like when he's in that role. If he was in that, I wonder how that would have changed his career. Or I wonder if it would have doomed the franchise. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, it would be interesting to find out, wouldn't it? That's a great thought experiment. Yeah. yeah, Brad, let us know. I will let you know once I, I just have to. There's a few more tumblers I have to crack open so I can get into the simulation controls. Do you know what this means? It means that this damn thing doesn't work at all. Ah, you got to help me. You were the only one who knows how your time machine works. Okay, so we we have we have tackled the ultimate heartthrobs. Um, musicians are obviously a, a a category of plentiful candidates for heartthrobs of the eighties. Um, surely, ladies, you you each have a musician that you covet for for their. I don't even know. I I, I find the words hard to come by. Like you're doing very well steve you're doing very I'm, I'm well i'm doing i'm like i got my thesaurus out i'm just i'm just trying to get through this um tammy who was who was the musician that to you was the you know the heartthrob of the 80s 
Oh, it is Corey Hart, and I am holding him now. <laughs> Seriously, I have his album right in front of me, you know? He is so fine. He's a little baby-faced, a little dangerous, totally hot. Always listening to his cassettes while cruising. I still have his albums. I, I found out that I still have a poster that came in the album. It's in pristine shape, and I need to ask everybody, should I hang it? in my office it's got a lot of retro stuff in here but do i hang it in my office as a happily married woman or do i not well then yes. your office in your bedroom i guess i say hang it <laughs> yeah hang it exactly right. yep, let I, the toms I, fall where they may <laughs> thank you i'm sure my husband will appreciate that yeah so yeah if he's threatened by a piece like, of paper you got bigger problems i think you're fine good point thank you so, and you know what? I say he's totally hot now, and even more so because he's a super dedicated husband. He's a super dedicated father. I mean, come on, that makes him more sexy as an adult. And he has released 16 albums, an autobiography. He's president of a record company. Like, he's just overall cool. And he wears his sunglasses at night. Is he? Is he? Is he Canadian? He's Canadian, right? He is, he is Canadian. But he lives in the Bahamas because, you know, Because he can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is cool. Yeah. I guess if I li- if we're Canadian, that would be it. Aside from the fact that you get hit by hurricanes every year, you know, but he's got Corey Hart money. He can he can rebuild. <laughs> he moved there to to the closer to his dad. Oh, that's adorable. Yay. So sweet. Is that a word I'm allowed to use? I think it is. Oh, definitely. He doesn't. He doesn't I wish he would tour more often or at least, you know. I think he's, it did a mini tour, I think, a couple of years ago, but it was just Canada only, I think. Yes, you're right. Yeah, he released an album, I want to say, is it 2017, somewhere around there. And he's he doesn't tour much because he wants to dedicate himself to his family. But he did say that he'd perform again if the opportunity were ripe. <laughs> well, so would I. I so would I, Tammy. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's the crazy. If the opportunity, if, if the, the opportunity is right, yes, I will go. I will go do back out on tour. Yeah. Oh my. I God. mean, I, no, no disrespect to Mr. Hart, but yes, that is a <laughs> that is a bog standard interview answer. I love local sports team. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jen, it's your turn. Uh, hottest uh, '80s musician. I. I'm going with um, Duran Duran. <laughs> As a group, you're just going to group, group. As a group, but of co- obviously not Andy. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm I'm so rude on the show. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, okay, listen. I said that Roger the drummer was my favorite. Obviously, John P- Taylor was my favorite. Um, but I was like the kind of kid that was like, I'm not going to like who everyone else likes. So I liked Roger, um, and then. One day, after I took out the trash, I was like in sixth, seventh grade, and I came home and I opened up People magazine, and there was a wedding picture of Roger with his beautiful model wife in like Greece. And I was so crushed and so disheartened. I'm like, oh my God, now we'll never be married (laughs) because (laughs) he had been married. And just it's one of those things, you know, where you're like, they're available to you in your in your dreams you know in in your magazines and then when as soon as you see the marriage you're like that's it it's over it's not ever gonna happen it's impossible ship has sailed right i have so many questions here i don't even know where to start um for is roger still married to the same person 
I think he is actually. Okay. And, yeah. and you don't think Andy is cute? No, no one liked Andy. Like, <laughs> Even Andy's he, um, mother didn't like him. <laughs> well, I remember um, going to a slumber party once and we were watching Duran Duran videos and it was Rio. And it's the part where I, I swear I've told this story on this podcast before, but it, it's when um, the other band members throw him off the yacht and everyone at the slumber party cheered. <laughs> oh, so I know mean. that's mean. That's mean. But yeah, nobody liked him. Rank the Duran Duran members. So you're, you're going to say, John, you're, 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 you're admitting that John is number one now. And Roger's oh, absolutely. number two. Still is. Still, no, no, no. So here's, okay, that was my previous list. My previous list would have been, I would have said Roger, but really it was John. So it would have gone John, Roger, uh, Simon, Nick, and then, you know. But, <laughs> but, but now I would, I would keep John on the top and I would flip Simon and Roger. I would say John, Simon, Roger. And then Nick, God, I feel like I'm at a slumber party right now. Seriously. <laughs> you are? Because I totally agree with you, Jen. Thank you. It's a slumber party with liquor, which is the best kind, <laughs> I guess. Easy. <laughs> Going to get stay, us arrested. Stay on target. So, but Tammy, that didn't you do that? Like if one of your guys got married, you were like, oh my God, that's it. And your heart would be like kind of broken. Oh, it's crushing. And it's so silly. Like my friends and I were completely shattered when we found out George Michael was gay. Oh my <gasps> gosh. He was gay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't give me a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. So, so then he's off the table, right? You'll ne- he'll never marry you now. Yeah. Like we yeah. ever had a chance with any of these guys, and yet we were silly young enough to be like, "My life is over. I'm never going to get him. How could this ever happen to me?" Fuck up, little camper. Let me ask you this now, because this is an interesting question. Uh, to me anyway, <laughs> um, have you, have, have either of you met any of the people that are on your heartthrob list in person? Never, never. Huh? No, but can you introduce me to Corey? <laughs> I, I've not met Corey, so I probably not the, um, Oh, can I say one? I just thought of one. Um, Ooh, and, good. and I can't believe, I think we didn't even, Oh no, we did. Um, so, when I lived in New York City in the aughts, I guess, um, I was waiting tables at, an, at a restaurant in the Upper West Side and Matt Dillon would come in frequently. Hmm. And it was rumored he had lots of young lady friends, like young, young, like younger than me. And I was at the time 26, 27. And, um, and one time I looked over and I was like, just, you know, screwing around at the bar and I looked over and he was checking me out. Oh, so that's that, and that's it. That's the whole story. <laughs> like, you got that going for met. you. No, no, but you're I not going to. You're not getting off that easy. So, no, so, seriously. Like I had a boyfriend at the time, and I think he was waiting for his girlfriend. So there was like nothing going to happen. But I was like, holy shit, Dally, just check me out. Jen, did you give him like the look? Like, oh yeah, I, uh, I'm checking you out too. I probably ran to the bathroom, honestly. <laughs> Because Matt Dillon is still very hot. Hey, who's looking for police trouble, man? I just want to go see a movie like the good old days. Right, Johnny? Okay, let's let's approach the topic of unconventional picks. These are these are ones that maybe, you know, maybe not quite so much teen beat, but still for some they had some sort of um, undefinable quality that that drew you to them. Uh, uh, Tammy, who's your pick? All right. This is kind of difficult and a little embarrassing, but 
I would have to pick, uh, my choice was Bruce Willis. I was always kind of partial to Roy Rogers, actually. I really like those sequined shirts. And I thought he was so cool in Moonlighting. Oh my gosh. And he's like 14 years older than me. But Jen, did that even matter when we were young? Um, <laughs> no. And I would say that he was awfully cute and like kind of lovable, you know? Yes. Yes. And I, I have to say, I looked, I'm looking back at it going, you know, I think I really liked his roles and his characters more than I liked Bruce Willis as a person. Um, I didn't do all that research to find out all this stuff about him. I just loved his role in Moonlighting and then Die Hard and eventually The Sixth Sense and all his movies. So really cool. But you know what? That guy should not sing. Mm. <laughs> I'm totally not a fan of his song, Respect Yourself. And you guys, mm -hmm. if you play that here, there will be diehard like repercussions. <laughs> oh, respect yourself. I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is this the right time to ask Tammy, do you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not? It is a Christmas movie. Okay, good. There's there's no doubt about that. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> Jen, who's your unconventional pick for heartthrob of the 80s and feel free to pick more than one as i suspect you might <laughs> okay i have a few and i'll try to make it brief so of course and i've mentioned this before bill murray top of that list because while unconventionally handsome i think he's handsome he is hysterical and super smart and weird and just like you know i love from, from meatballs, I must've been six or seven, but from meatballs, right. He's just this goofy, fun, loving kind of strange person, but then it was really ghostbusters. that sealed the deal. I have to go now, Jennifer, but I'd like to work with you some more. Perhaps you could come back this evening, say at eight o'clock. I was just going to say eight o'clock. <laughs> you are a legitimate phenomenon. I have to mention Mario Van Peebles, who is so cute and has the best dimples ever. And he I'm sure I'm going to say the word Sonny Spoon. And I don't know who's going to who that's going to um, spark. But in 1988, he, that was the show that Mario Van Peebles was in. I always tuned in because he was so super cute. And then my final one in this category, I may or may not have mentioned before, but um, Brian Dennehy. Brian Dennehy. Interesting. Huh. So, so hot. And I don't know, I think it was Cocoon maybe that kicked it off for me. And then, of course, Silverado. But like, you know, he's been in like five million movies, um, Legal Eagles, Presumed Innocent, the dreadfully underrated FX. I was, about, guys... to, I was about to say, uh, don't forget FX. It is so good. So good. And I think actually that might have sealed the deal on my crush on Brian Dennehy. So I was so, so sad when he passed away a couple of years ago. Um, but he was like 81 um, and lived a full and wonderful life. But That's yeah, I've run. always thought Brian Dennehy was such a cutie. That's... I'm done talking, Kelly. Get out. You can't do this. Really? <laughs> well, anyway, let's fast forward to the future. Um, who are some of the 80s uh, heartthrobs that you still love now or, or, or ones whose stock has, has continued to, to, to grow earnestly over the years? Uh, Tammy, let's start with you. Okay, so Jen and I both have one and then we share one. Oh, I'll start with Rob Lowe because, oh, swoon. Honey, this isn't real. You know what it is? 
It's St. Elmo's fire. Electric flashes of light that appear in dark skies out of nowhere. St. Elmo's fire and young blood when he was young. And, and now he's doing all this awesome TV work. Um, oh, yeah. Who didn't like him? And speaking of that, I have to tell you, I've got a Teen Beat magazine. Everybody remembers that. From... August of 1985, and I've got to read you part of this letter because, you know, they had a mail call. And this is hilarious. That's M-A-I-L. Yeah. Really? <laughs> it could be either. So this says, a thousand thanks. Dear Teen Beat, thank you, thank you, thank you. A thousand thank yous and kisses for the glorious photo of our all-time fave fox, Rob Lowe, who finally bared his fabulous chest. That pinup puts the most exciting dreams into my head just before I fall asleep. Her name is Mary, and she was in Salem, Oregon. So, Mary, if you're listening, I want to know if you still will own that letter. Don't you see his naked butt in Youngblood? Yeah, you see it in The Outsiders, too. Many, many a girl has paused on their VHS when soda pop is coming out of the shower. Okay. Well, that makes us all even then for Phoebe Cates uh, <laughs> uh, by the pool and Fast Times. Brad's everywhere. It's, it's Brad's everywhere's favorite screen moment. Yeah. I've always loved you, Brad. Rob Lowe is pretty amazing. I, I've, I've listened to both of his books on audio, and you, you, you'll never find a better storyteller about those days. I mean, he, he's masterful in the, in those two books. And um, the fact that he's been married and sober for so long now, it just, you know, he wrote at some point in the last, uh, it can't have been too long. He wrote an essay about taking his kid to school. And that really resonated with me after, I don't think I saw it until after I had taken my kids to school. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he gets it. You know? And, and like you say, he tells a good story. He, he walks, you know, he walks you through how he's feeling and it, and it you know, made a lot of sense to go in to drop his kid off at college. Did you, did you cry? Did I cry? No, I didn't. I didn't, Steve. I yeah, just, I I just think... felt it on the inside like a karate man. Since our, everybody listening loves the 80s and most of us love Rob Lowe, he has a new a documentary series that's out about the 80s called the 80s Top 10 and it's a total blast. Oh, I just yeah, saw, I saw that. Plus. Yeah, it's, it's quite good. Yeah. Jen, who's your uh, another star that you love now that maybe you didn't love quite so much back in the 80s? Um, well, I didn't really think about him much in the 80s, but I'll, I will say Jason Bateman. Let's say you, me, and the wolf take the wheels for a little spin. Of course, uh, Ricky's best friend on Silver Spoons. And then later on, he starred in It's Your Move with his sister, Justine. This was in 1984 and 85. And whoever knows what It's Your Move is, I love you. <laughs> I see you. Um, it was this real dumb show about a brother and sister who are like always like pranking each other and like getting one up on each other. It was very dumb. And I, I thought it was I always tuned in. So Jason Bateman kind of took the path of Rob Lowe in a lot of ways. Like he continued with his his hilarious, like deadpan comedy, you know, of course, Arrested Development and so many good movies. Um, what's the game night? Game night is such a funny movie, but he's been in tons of these kinds of like movies and TV series where he's just. I don't know, just so, so lovable in this like 
he always seems exasperated, <laughs> which he plays really well. And also he's quite handsome. He's quite handsome. And I've never seen the Ozarks because I don't like those kind of shows, but um, I hear he's good in that too. I guess I, he can I, do drama. I tried to watch it. I, it's just too dark. And, yeah, same. Uh, I just, I don't need it. So, so Tammy, you teased that maybe there was an actor that both of you still loved uh, today more than in yesteryear. Um, you guys want to reveal who that is? Yeah, this is was hands down like we both had no contest. It's none other than Keanu Reeves. No way. No way. I think he's hotter now. And he oh, absolutely. Yeah, because he's also such an amazingly great guy. I mean, I don't know if you can find a better, more thoughtful, kind, giving, nice guy. Plus, he's an awesome actor and he's totally hot. Um, yeah, he wins. He's, he's yeah, in he my did. favorite non-80s, 80s movie, which is Point Break, which feels like yeah. it should be an 80s movie, but actually came out in 91, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I um, I had no, I, you know, I remember him from from River's Edge was when he first made an impression on me, but I never thought of him as like boyfriend material, frankly, <laughs> but, but this is so weird. Like one day in college, I had a dream about him and it was just, he was just in the dream and I woke up and I was like, Oh, I get it. Like all of a sudden I understood what the, <laughs> what the appeal was. And from then on, I've just been watching his career and um, yeah, I, he is, he's so handsome. And so like, unusual too in a way he's he's really funny playing himself in a i think it was a netflix movie called always be my maybe that's it um and he he plays him like this really far out version of of himself and it's worth it just to watch to watch the movie just to see the scene that he's in one of my favorite movies he's in is the replacements the football movie. I just okay. watched it last week again for the, yes. the 30th time. I love that movie. He's so cool and so sexy in that movie. It's funny. There's two movies where he plays an ex quarterback from Ohio state and it's the, uh, the replacements and point break. I'm sure that guy has a fault of some sort, but Jen and I could not for the life of us come up with one. No. Okay, guys, before we go to those seggies, Jen and I have just a few more names that we want to throw out because we know you'll do a little bit of swooning and sighing and, and that's Valentine's Day is all about that, right? Okay, Jen, I'm going to let you start. Rick Springfield, Michael J. Fox, Kevin Bacon, Corey Haim, Corey Feldman, Kirk Cameron, Robert Downey Jr., Kiefer Sutherland, Charlie Sheen, Matthew Broderick. Andrew McCarthy, James Spader, River Phoenix, Will Smith, Bowen Luke Duke, Punch and John, Scott Bayo, Eddie Murphy, Harrison Ford, Denzel Washington, John Bon Jovi, John Travolta, John Stamos, Johnny Depp, Don Johnson, Bono, Sting, Michael Jackson, Prince Menudo. Lamal, Bruce Springsteen, Anthony Michael Hall, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Brian Adams, Dennis Quaid, Richard Gere, Michael Damien. My husband suggested him. Kevin Costner, Chad Lowe, Joey Lawrence, Mark Harmon, Michael Keaton, Ted Danson, Sean Penn, Lorenzo Lamas, Mel Gibson, and Billy Huffsey. Woohoo! Who the hell is Billy Huffsey? He was on Fame. Who was Billy Huffsey? Oh my gosh. Sorry. Partridge in a pear tree. So if we missed anybody, and I'm going to tell you I missed one, write in and tell us because even though we just named 50 plus people, I'm sure there are some people out there whose harp throbs were not named. And I got to tell you, we made this list and I totally missed one. 
And I'm so sad that I'm not going on the 80s cruise in March because Paul Young is going to be on the 80s cruise and I could have met him and now I can't meet him because (sighs) Paul Young, Paul Young, so cute, so talented, writes his own love songs or at least sings them. Paul Young. (laughs) Oh, I am right there with you, Jen. Thank you. (laughs) Brad, help me here. What do we need to do next? The Ah, uh, the mystical refrain that is stuck in the arcade. Oh my God. Is there anything that can counterbalance the first half of the show? It's that we go to a primarily male nerd like Seggy. Um, this is the Seggy where we play a snippet of a video game sound from the 80s. If you get it right, you're entered into the drawing for a. It's been forever since I got a chance to say this. Postal-friendly bottle opener. Didn't somebody yell out postal-friendly bottle opener at the wedding or something like that? I remember hearing that at one point. No, what you you heard, what you remember is uh, uh, in the Leggett's message. Oh, that's what it was. At the end of his message. That's what I remember. So it is in the last episode of the podcast. Okay, excellent. Um, Anyway, pay attention from episode 620, which we recorded approximately six years ago. Uh, Here was the mystery sound. Yeah, that's Galaga. And I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that so few people got this one right. Um, but Brad's going to read the winners anyway. I think people just got tired of emailing us knowing that we weren't ever going to read their names. But we're <laughs> going to fix that right now. Here we go, folks. From episode 620, winners include the Tromboner, Brett B., Chase in Ecuador, Joseph Perdue, Lido in Austin, Cliff from somewhere north of Detroit, Jeremy who shot J.R. Rodwin, Fetch in Evansville, Chris in Huntsville, Alpha Geek, and Dan in Omaha, who writes... Do I get bonus points for knowing that the music is from the end of the bonus stage? Oh, I need to get a life. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you do get bonus points. Um, okay, let's spin the wheel and find out who uh, wins the poster-friendly bottle opener. Tammy, you want to spin the wheel? Got it. I'm ready. Ugh. Ah, okay. Well, let's see. Not too many people to choose from, but it's going to land on... Dan in Omaha. Apparently, you did get bonus points for knowing Ooh. that it's at the bonus stage. And now you get a postal-friendly bottle opener. So, Dan, send us your postal-friendly address, and we'll send it to you soon, I hope. It could be a while, because, Brad, aren't you heading back to New York for a while? I am, but if he gets it quick, then, you know, I might Very get quick. in the mail. You never know. <laughs> Very time, quick. Time, time means nothing. Time is an artificial construct, so it will so, arrive. So, for this week's challenge, um, the winner we'll get a copy of ultimate mixtape uh tammy's book so extra uh, incentive to get this one right uh, so pay attention here is the mystery arcade sound if you know it email us at podcast at sits.com and tune in soon to find out if you're a winner. We'll be right back after this commercial break. No little cinnamon gum freshens breath longer than Big Red. So kiss a little longer, hug a little longer, state your case a little longer, longer with Big Red. That Big Red freshness lasts right through it. Your fresh breath goes on and on while you chew it. Say goodbye a little longer, make it last a little longer. Give your breath. 
Hey, we're back. We have just a few minutes left. I thought let's test the ladies' knowledge of their heartthrobs. I have a, a short trivia quiz. Are you guys ready for this? Yay! All right, let's go. Okay, here we go. Shall we play a game? People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive label began in 1985. Who was the first sexiest man? Was it Mel Gibson, Tom Cruise, Richard Gere, or Richard Simmons? Tom Cruise. I say Mel Gibson. Tammy is correct. It is Mel Gibson. No one took the bait and thought Richard Simmons? Yeah. Okay. Question number two. Which of the following boy bands got their start in the 80s? Was it Menudo, NSYNC, New Kids on the Block, or Backstreet Boys? Menudo. New Kids on the Block. Tammy is correct. Menudo started in 1977. Close, though. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, here we go. Here's your Dennis Quaid question that you guys have been waiting for. <laughs> I was glad to see that you included him on your list. I was getting a little worried there. Uh, the remake of Parent Trap. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> um, which of the following 80s movies did Dennis Quaid not appear in? Is it Great Balls of Fire, The Right Stuff, Caveman, or All the Right Moves? Which one did he not appear in? I would say all the right moves. I would say the second one you said. The right stuff? No. Caveman? (laughs) Caveman. Tammy is right again. Uh, Tammy, you should write a book about hackers. (laughs) Apparently. Uh, Brad, you love Caveman. What's the name of Dennis Quaid's role in that movie? Uh, He's Lar, I believe. A oh my god is, uh, a toque is um ringo star yeah Lars. although you know famously uh ringo star met his wife on that the set of that movie fact well, check true <laughs> something good to, had to happen okay this is one where i don't think you're gonna this is they're gonna get harder from here on out oh good <laughs> <laughs> christian slater is beloved for his role as jd in heathers what 1985 movie starring Helen Slater did he make his big screen debut? Oh, Legend of Billy Jean. Yep. Yeah, you got it. Nice. Dang, girl, that was good. Well, I like that movie a lot. <laughs> oh, here's a nice perky question for everyone. Are you ready There's for this one? There. Mark Harmon was named People's Sexiest Man Alive in 1986 while he was playing the role of Dr. Robert Caldwell on the series Saint Elsewhere. I don't know why that's important to this question, but I wrote it down that way. <laughs> Well, context is nice. Name the 1988 movie co-starring Jodie Foster, where Harmon plays a failed baseball player who discovers that his childhood sweetheart has died by suicide. Oh, stealing home. Yep. See, look, you're rallying. Yeah, no, that was... All these uplifting um, questions. That was one of the HBO, like, it was always on. (laughs) Always. Always. Next question. Kiefer Sutherland, the vampire lust object in The Lost Boys is the son of Hollywood icon Donald Sutherland. We all know that. Name the 1983 movie written by Neil Simon where father and son first acted together on screen. Ooh, that's a toughie. No Googling. No, no. Yeah, I have no idea. 
It's a tough one. Max Dugan returns. Oh my gosh, I was going to say that, but I didn't realize he was in it. Um, Donald Sutherland's not in very many 80s movies, so it's kind of easy to narrow. If you're going to narrow it down, you narrow it down from that side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they also were together in A Time to Kill and Forsaken. Oh. Eddie Murphy, the wise cracking comedian and Hollywood funny man of the 80s, also once pursued a career in music. Mm. His biggest hit was Party All the Time, which got to number two on the charts in 1985. In 1989, he had one other top 40 hit that got all the way to number 27 on the charts. Can oh, all the way. <laughs> Can yeah. you name it? Was it Put no. Your Mouth on Me? Oh, it was my Put Your Mouth Tammy. on Me. Oh. Tammy, that's amazing. I'm like, oh. I've never heard this song before in my life. Where are you, where are you getting this stuff, Spearsy? Oh, my goodness. It's as good as it sounds. That's a, <laughs> yeah, that's a deep pull. Good job. Good job. Oh, wow. Jeez. I shake that on off. I, th- I thought for sure that one was going to get through. I mean, I, I knew Max Dugans was tough, but put your mouth on me is un- untouchable. Uh, I'm just going to so leave that ways. there. <laughs> Let's stop saying that. <laughs> yeah, no. Only Eddie Murphy would sing a song like that. Um, okay, James, here we go. Maybe. I was thinking yeah, that too. too. <laughs> this 1983 movie has many of the names on your hunk list, including Rob Lowe, Andrew McCarthy, and John Cusack. Can you name it? 1983. Oh, I was Rob all Lowe. ready to say St. Elmo's Fire, but John Cusack was not in that. Hmm. Are we allowed to ask for a hint? Um, it's a one-word answer. Is it taps? That's a good guess. That's a good guess. Actually, none of them were in that. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I know, great. but it has one word. <laughs> um, one word. Oh, my goodness. It mainly starred John uh, Cusack had a tiny role in it. It was mainly Rob Lowe and Andrew McCarthy. Jacqueline yes. Bissett is in it. Jacqueline Bissett's in it. That's oh, a giveaway. Class. That's a giveaway. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, they both talk about it in their books. Uh, Andrew McCarthy and Rob Lowe both talk about it in their memoirs. Okay. Here's the last one. Another movie question for you. James Spader cut his teeth playing villainous characters throughout his career, but in 1985 he played anti-hero Morgan Hiller, the new kid in a school who battles a gang of street toughs. Name the movie. Tough Turf! <laughs> you were right. I nice love that movie done. so much. It's the worst. Oh, Kim Richards is in it though? Oh. Oh my god, it is the worst awesome movie ever. Yeah. Back in the heart attack. He sings uh, We Walk the Night. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. All right, so uh, I've never seen it. Is it worth going back and watching? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How much free time do you have, Tammy? You need to find you need to go um get your best 80s loving friend and watch it together because it's much more fun to watch not alone. Now available on Amazon Prime Video for subscribers. Oh, oh is it? Gosh. Okay, yep. I know what I'm doing later tonight. So good, bad. <laughs> I think my neighbors need to hear a uh karaoke version of we walk the night so the 80s fashion and it is just wow it's on point yeah chef's it's, kiss and also the dancing there's yeah there's a lot of club scenes so yeah got a lot of chances for that. i oh. see it has a subtitle of where reputations are earned <laughs> oh yeah in in every way of that word yeah yeah you guys did great you, you did a lot better than than i i, I was telling brad earlier today so i think i made the quiz too tough and and aside from the one question you got them all Yay. So proud. Yay us. We know our heartthrobs. We fight like <laughs> girls. <laughs> anyway, hey, thank you uh, for for 
putting this together, uh, Tammy and Jen, it, it was it was fun to to relive you reliving your crushes of the '80s and uh, perfect fodder for Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, you guys! Yeah. Um, yes, and happy Valentine's Day to anybody who's actually celebrating that. I just learned that that's a thing this year. What is it? Valentine's Day. Apparently, it's the day before Valentine's for girls to get together if they're not. If they don't have a boyfriend or husband. Or even if they do. Or even if they just want to get together. Watch Tough Turf. Huh? <laughs> now that's not a bad idea, Jen. I might have to do that. I was kind of making fun of Galentine's because, you know, it's a made-up holiday. But now... They're all made up. They're all made-up holidays. Don't even start with me on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I do wish everybody a happy Valentine's. And thank you for having me. This has been super fun to hang out with Jen and come up with all these lovely names and faces. Well, and don't forget to answer the Seggy, uh, fair listeners, and uh, put in your bid for the um, the trivia book by Tammy. It's it's amazing. We sent out five copies of it uh, just recently to people who won a previous Seggy on it. So it's it's good stuff. You read that, and you'll ace these quizzes, no problem, and you'll ace uh, the trivia sessions on the cruise. That's for sure. Um, but in the meantime, Tammy, Jen, Brad, and myself remain here, Galentine's Day or not, hopelessly stuck in the eighties. darkness that breaks our hearts we hold each other tight stuck in the 80s is now on patreon if you'd like to support the show go to patreon.com slash stuck in the 80s podcast special thanks to check battery daily for our theme music and thanks for listening we walk the night, so we walk the night.